Hey, and also, don't be the guy that takes the porta potties. All right, I, I, I went in there, I about threw up. All right, have a little bit more uh, social awareness. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to episode 29 of All In With Kevin. I am your host, Kevin Lewis. In today's episode, I'm going to discuss a relatively busy 24 hours of transactional sports business. Um, we had two big trades. I'm going to discuss the Rockies trading uh, Noah Laranato to the St. Louis Cardinals and what that means. And I'm going to discuss the Matthew Stafford trade to the Rams and also what that may mean for the Houston Texans and Deshaun Watson in their good old-fashioned stare-down. I don't plan on spending a lot of time on the Rockies trade because, quite frankly, it's not that intriguing, but I do feel the need to touch on it to a degree. Um, the Rockies traded Nolan Arenado for four mid-level prospects from the Cardinals. None of the none of which are the, are um, any of the, the Cardinals' top five prospects by whatever list you want to look at. Um, and the and, and the Rockies and the Rockies are paying fifty million dollars to have the Cardinals take their take their um their best player. And Arenado also will have an opt-out in his deal in each of the next two seasons. So if he opts out after this upcoming season, the Cardinals will somehow net, will somehow gain fifteen, come out fifteen million dollars up, while also getting a year of of a top five player at his position services. So it's just, it's a relatively straightforward ordeal. Like the Rockies salary dumped Nolan Arenado. It's, it's I mean it tells you all you need to know about baseball and where it's at but this is not new this is stuff that's been happening um and and baseball teams have been doing this for a while it's more pronounced now i i think especially in covid times it's more it's more pronounced but it's something that has always happened now i would pay good money to find a recording or to have somebody release a recording of how the conversation went between the two parties. Because it's one thing to just say, all right, we ain't paying this dude. We got to get him off the books. We just don't give a fuck about the return. Fine, just get him out of here. I don't care what the cost is. I don't care what we get back. It ain't about what we get back. It's about having, quote, unquote, financial flexibility you know, quote, unquote, you know, from the same team who just fucking signed him to the deal last year. But that's neither here nor there. Um, yeah, I, I don't understand how it goes where you give up the best player in the trade and a top five guy at his position and one of the best and one of the better players in baseball. You give him up and then you also pay $50 million in the process, in the process. Aren't, aren't, um, for for a, a lackluster return, like, aren't you supposed to pay fifty million dollars to get a better return? Because if that's the return that fifty fucking million dollars gets you, what were they offering to begin with? They might have just been offering a fucking firm handshake and a sandwich. Because I mean, if 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 you're offering fifty million dollars worth of salary relief, I guess, and that's the return you're getting. What what's the point? Like you're gonna tell me that nobody, the Cardinals couldn't have done better. Somebody else couldn't have done better. Like nobody was willing to take on Aaron Rodgers' money, especially when you consider they gave him a fucking opt out. Now, now, granted, maybe maybe the opt out was part of 
um, getting the trade done. That that's also a very real possibility here. Like maybe the opt out was just okay. Nobody was willing to pay, you know, eight years or seven years, or however many years Arenado has has left on his deal. So if you opt out, that'll make it easier for us to get you out of here. That that's very possible. But if it was, if that was not the case, that I, I don't understand how that is the best that they could do for him, especially when you. Especially when you consider that they gave they gave up fifty million dollars to send their best player up out of there. That, that that's the part that just that, that, I mean that's really the only reason I'm kind of talking about this. Like more or less, it's a footnote. Outside of that, because it, I, I'm taking this opportunity to laugh at the Colorado Rockies. Because I mean, once Arenado signed that deal, we knew he was going to get traded. It, it was just a matter of when, where, how. It was just a matter that that was all. Was it going to be a trade deadline trade? Was it going to be an off season trade? It was just a matter of time um, until Nolan Arenado, Nolan Arenado got traded. So, and and the Rockies just it, it, like they stunt all of their young players' developments by consistently finding bullshit middle of the road or worse veterans to play over them. See the Ian Desmond disaster. Um, they they do that. They. Like the pitching speaks for itself, and I mean, Coors Field is a big part of that. That can't be mis- that, that can't be understated. But they they don't do shit for their young players' developments. They 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 develop they develop the fuck out of Arenado. He turns into a fucking star. You know, they re-sign him and then they trade him for a bucket of baseballs and then give fifty million dollars to get back said bucket of baseballs. Like, what part of this makes sense? I mean, I just I don't understand what part of this makes sense. I, I I don't I don't feel the need to go that much further with the Rockies, and quite frankly, I, the Cardinals side of this is so obvious. They got a they got a Hall of Fame caliber player at its peak anyway, a Hall of Fame caliber player for nothing, and and they got fifty million dollars to do it. So I mean, what is what is left to say? The Cardinals got better. The, the Cardinals got better, and they, they they are probably the best team in the NL Central because nobody else in the NL Central seems to give a fuck about trying to compete. Given you know what the given that nobody has spent anything basically outside of um, the Jack Peterson signing, nobody spent anything in the Central. So good for the Cardinals, the Rockies. I, I don't if you if you're still rooting for the Rockies, I don't know why they they have given you every reason to stop. And they clearly don't give a fuck about winning like that. And if they do, they're going about it in all the wrong way. Also, I read a, a funny thing from a Denver reporter. I believe his name is Mike Kliss, K-L-I-S, where he's saying, um, you know, the Rockies did this trade because they, they, they want to emulate the, the Rays and, and the Dodgers model. Like, OK, first of all, you need smart people to run that. And the nothing about the Rockies system, nothing about how the Rockies run themselves says, you know what? These are smart people at the help. Not a single fucking thing about how how they operate says, you know what? These are smart people at the helm. Just look at just look at how they've done all of their young players. Out, basically, outside of Arenado and outside of Story, like Ryan McMahon, they got him bouncing back and forth. Like Brendan Rodgers can't can't even can't even get three good weeks without without being sent down. Like it. It's absurd, and, and and I just wanted to give a shout to Mike Kliss because that's one of the most blatant water-carrying tweets I've ever seen in my life. 
Like, you don't have to carry water for Rockies management. We all know they're fucking bozos. The Rockies, the Rockies know their, um, Rocky fans know their bozos. We know they're bozos. I'm, I'm sure general managers and front office personnel in baseball know that they're bozos. Hence why they, hence why they can pull off shit like this. So I wanted to, to just give a shout to that, uh, to, to that, um, water carrying. But yeah, ultimately the Cardinals got better and the Rockies remain the Rockies. So I'll switch gears and switch sports here. Um, in football tonight, oh, well, I guess technically yesterday, I'm, I'm recording this at one o'clock in the morning on Sunday, January 31st. So just randomly in the middle of the Laker, the Lakers Celtics game from last night, the news drops that the, the, the Lions and Rams completed a trade. The Lions traded Jared Goff a third round pick, a 2022 first round pick, a 2023 first round and a 2023 first round pick for Matthew Stafford. This is this trade is pretty unprecedented. We don't really have a lot like this at all. I, I like I don't think two number 1 picks have ever been traded for each other in any sport, right? Like if that's happened, please feel free if you listen if you're listening to this, please feel free to correct me, but I don't think it has happened. And, like, the Rams traded two first-rounders and a third and their starting QB, who was drafted first, for another quarterback who was, like, five, six years older than him. Now, like, let's be clear here. And I think this is going to be an underspoken part of this trade um, when looking at it from a public perception point of view. But the trade was made because Jared Goff has a $43 million dead cap hit. Let's call it what it is. Like, the two first-rounders are not there because they're getting back Matthew Stafford. The two first-rounders are there because they're giving up Jared Goff. Call it one first-rounder to, to, to get Matthew Stafford's services, and call the second-rounder the the the, um, the Jared Goff salary cap first-round pick. Like, that that's what it is. Uh, like, as far as the trade itself, I mean... Like, I'm not as high on Matthew Stafford as the general public. Like, a lot of people apparently think that Matthew Stafford is like 1995 Brett Favre. I I don't understand it given the kind of production that he has put forth and the the amount of losing that the Lions have done. Is the losing his fault? No. I will get that out of the way. I will say it loud and fucking clear. No, it is not his fault, right? But if Matthew Stafford is as good as people claim he is, the Lions shouldn't be winning four or five games every year, every third year. It it, just, it should not be the case. Like, Matthew Stafford is a perfectly suitable, perfectly good NFL quarterback. He's like the 11th or 12th best quarterback in NFL. Like, ain't nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. Like, he would upgrade a lot of teams. A lot of teams. So, I mean, I am not as high on Matthew Stafford. I understand why the trade was made because Jared Goff just is not it. Like, he he's he's slow to process. Like he has a long ass wind. He's slow to process things. He has a long ass wind up, and quite frankly, it was just it, the only reason we think that Jared Goff is suitable is the system. Like Sean McVay has done a good job, a great job, even in hiding slash working around. Jared Goff's flaws and accentuating and accentuating his strengths. And I mean his strength is one thing, his arm. That cannot be disputed here. Jared Goff has a million dollar arm. Period. That's it. Like 
we can say whatever we want about his mechanics, like how long his windup is and whatever he's doing post-snap because, I mean, you see how slow he processes things or his pocket press. We can nitpick Jared Goff to death, rightfully so, mind you, right? We, we could do that to death. But his arm absolutely cannot be questioned. He has a million-dollar arm. He has a fucking golden arm. But he's just not that good because the rest, it, 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 it's like if you if you create a quarterback in Madden, and you put the throw power to 99, and then you put the throw accuracy to, let's say, 85, 90, somewhere in that range, and then everything else is just shit, 15 and 20 and 5 and all that shit. Like, that's that's Jared Goff. And there's only so far you could get with a guy who doesn't provide a whole lot between the ears and all, while also being mechanically kind of, eh, there's only so much you could get with that. Like, you are capping your own ceiling as long as Jared Goff is your quarterback. Like, I'm not saying that Matthew Stafford wins the Rams the Super Bowl this year, or even next year for that matter, right? But their ceiling, to me at least, as long as Patrick Mahomes is alive, is second place. Like, no matter how good or bad any of us think Matthew Stafford is, the Rams don't need him to be great. Like, the Rams just need him to be... Given given how how quarterback friendly the Rams system is the Rams don't need Matthew Stafford to do shit but be better than Jared Goff and that's not a high bar if Matthew Stafford is the ninth best quarterback in the league and the Rams defense doesn't take too big a step back like the Rams are the favorites in the NFC period like there's no there's no two ways around that shit they're the favorites in the NFC like Jared Goff was clearly the weakest link on the team the line is good the receivers are good um, I mean, obviously the coach is good. The defense was great. The problem was Jared Goff. That was the issue. That was the biggest issue on that football team was Jared Goff. Ma- Matthew Stafford provides an instant upgrade. Even if I'm not as high on him as the public is, there's no question that he provides an upgrade. And they have enough weapons around him to to make this profitable for Stafford and the Rams together. Like, they have Robert Woods, they have Cooper Cup, they have Tyler Higby, who's pretty good. You know, they got Van Jefferson, like, Josh Reynolds going to leave in free agency. I'm assuming they're going to sign another receiver or, or two. And they have Cam Akers in the backfield. They have a lot to work with on offense, and they have Sean McVay at the controls. Matthew Stafford does not need to live up to anybody's expectations except his own. They don't need him to be great. They don't need him to be Deshaun Watson. They don't need him to be Patrick Mahomes. They don't need him. They don't need him to be Russell Wilson. They just need him to be solidly, solidly above average. Like he raises their ceiling. Like the floor is pretty much the same. Like with Jared Goff, they were still winning nine, ten games. That's what the floor was. The ceiling is a Super Bowl, a Super Bowl appearance, to me, anyway. So, ultimately, I totally understand why the Rams made that trade. I think I think it's a slight overpay, but then at the same time, not really. Because, I mean, if the Rams don't give a fuck about first-round draft picks, then who cares about this trade? <laughs> you upgraded a quarterback. You got $43 million worth of dead cap off of, your, off of your person. So, I mean, if they don't care, why should we, right? 
and they and ultimately they 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 upgrade at the most important spot in the sport. To me, everybody wins except Jared Goff. Like Jared Goff is, is going from being coached by Sean McVay and playing in LA to being coached in Detroit by a dude who was talking about biting kneecaps off just last week. And when you knock us down, we're going to get up. And on the way up, we're going to bite a kneecap off. All right. And if he wasn't as filthy fucking rich as he is, I'd feel bad for him. But th- this could be a career killer for him. Like he's going to NFL hell. That's what the fuck Detroit is. NFL hell, where people go to die. Excuse me, where careers go to die. Like he ain't. It takes a special breed to prosper uh, to prosper in Detroit. And Jared Goff just is not it. No offense to him. He ain't it. He ain't it like that. He's not gonna go there and change Detroit's fortune single handedly or no shit like that. Like Jared Goff is who he is. And I mean, for all we know, maybe the Lions do some cap stuff with him. You know, maneuver the the, the signing bonus and so on and so forth. And he might be out of there next year, for all we fucking know. Nobody knows. But ultimately the Ram to me the Rams win. Stafford definitely wins. He goes from Detroit to, to playing in LA for Sean McVay. Big win. And, and and also to interject with a quick note, we are gonna hear that, that Matthew Stafford and Clayton Kershaw used to used to play together in high school roughly ten million times between now and this time next year. So if you were not prepared for that shit be prepared for it. You're going to hear about that shit often. You hear me? Often. So, I don't know what Detroit's plan is here um, with Goff. I don't know if they think he's a long-term answer. I don't think. I don't know if they think they can fix him. Good luck with that if you believe that. Um, I'm not sure what they're going to do here, but they have they, they have three more for, they have three more draft picks to try and figure it out. Maybe they try and trade up. That's possible. Maybe they take Justin Fields at seven. That's all. That's very possible. Maybe maybe that shit's on the table. Like maybe that's the thing that they discuss and f- and feel that's the best way to go. Because I don't see Justin Fields going before that. So maybe they say, "All right, fuck it, take him at seven and let's roll." So I mean, we're we're gonna see what they end up doing now. To tie Deshaun Watson into this, because that's the rage in the NFL, um, the Deshaun Watson uh, trade saga, so to speak. Um, I don't think this trade, on its surface, you could argue that Houston can use this trade as a baseline of sorts in their negotiations, right? Because a 32-year-old quarterback just went for two ones and a three, and a starting and a starting caliber quarterback. Regardless of however we may feel about Jared Goff, he's a pretty middle-of-the-road starting quarterback. Like, you can win with Jared Goff. Like, it, he just limits your ceiling. But your floor should be pretty solid with him, assuming the pieces around him make, make sense, right? So, the Texans could probably use that as a baseline in negotiations, especially considering... I feel like the lead here is being buried, and the lead being that that the trade was made, not for the the trade was arguably made more for the Jared Goff salary relief than it was for Matthew Stafford being the replacement. That you could argue that those two things go hand in hand. You could argue that getting out from Jared Goff's deal was the most important thing about it for the Rams, 
and they just happened to take advantage of an opportunity in getting a quarterback who was better than him while also while doing that. And the Rams don't have they don't have first round picks until like 2040, so they don't, they don't give a fuck about those clearly. So if if, if uh, other executives and teams and so on are smart enough to realize what it is and that the salary the salary relief was arguably the biggest part of the trade, then it should not affect the Deshaun Watson trade talks that much, if at all. And, and I mean, quite frankly, Deshaun Watson is so much better than Matthew Stafford and seven years younger than him that this really should not matter. Because I don't think the Texans are gonna wake up tomorrow and be like, you know what? Now that Matthew Stafford went for that, we get, we get, the the price of the brick is going up. I, I don't, I I don't feel that way. Maybe I'm wrong. That's possible, but I I just don't feel that they that they're gonna wake up and magically change everything because Matthew Stafford got traded for two ones, a three, and some cap relief. Like Deshaun Watson was gonna cost everything. Regardless of what Stafford, he's going to cost everything. Because Deshaun Watson might be the single most valuable asset ever traded in the NFL. If he is traded. That boy is good. He he is a 25-year-old, arguably top five quarterback. Maybe better depending on how you view it. Um, with a reasonable contract. And a bright future. Like, there has never been... A better asset, a more valuable asset traded in the history of the in the history of the NFL, given the context, uh, given the current league context, than Deshaun Watson is if he in the event that he gets traded. Period. That's just, it is what it is. So I don't I don't think uh, I don't think this changes a whole lot on that front. I I just don't like me. me I, I, I think this is just a singular trade. Like it's just a one-off. Like you could kind of just take this trade, may, maybe for future salary dump kind of trades. Like maybe this is this is a template, but it's one of those. Like they upgraded from Golf to Stafford, and they gave up two firsts and a third to do it, and got up out of out of Golf's contract. Like. I, I just don't think that this trade says anything about anything, really, except that uh, the, the Rams don't like Jared Goff. And, I mean, if you heard the GM the other day, he was interviewed, and they were, try- they were trying like hell to get him to commit to Jared Goff, and he was ducking them questions like Muhammad Ali in the ring, bruh. Oh, boy, he was ducking them questions. He, they were trying like hell. He's like, oh, hey, man, as of right now, it's January, whatever date it was. He, he's our quarterback. As of today, he's like, he would not commit to him at all. So um, here we are. But ultimately, like, hey, man, Deshaun, the Texans, that's going to be an interesting stare down. Like, do the Texans call his bluff and say, hey, man, look, you're going to have to sit out. I don't think they will do that personally. But they've they've proven that they don't give a fuck about negative press. Like that much is obvious. They don't give two fucks about negative press. So maybe they're willing to 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 wait him out. Who knows? Is Deshaun willing to burn money over this? Is he willing to retire over this? Who the fuck knows? Maybe he maybe he's willing. Maybe he's not. But th- this is not going to go down without some kind of fight. Because, again, Deshaun is arguably the most valuable 
asset in league history that that could um, that could potentially be traded. So this is gonna this is not gonna go down without a fight. And we'll see ultimately if Deshaun ends up getting his wish of being traded literally damn near anywhere outside of Houston. And as far as my opinion and my favorite football team, what they should do with Deshaun or for Deshaun, give up everything. And on that note, that is all for me. Thank you for listening. Rate, review, and subscribe. And I will see you when I see you.